Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. It's time for another edition of the podcast. It's Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson, and we're going to talk here on episode number 110, by the way, Jude. Uh, we've been doing wow. this for, yeah, I know, for, a little, for just a little bit. Estate planning. Let's talk about building an estate plan and hopefully not having any regrets in that, Joker. So we want to go through and have a good conversation around this concept. And we, you talked a little bit about that with some of your recent guests you had on. Uh, you guys discussed some aspects of estate planning with uh, Meryl Bailey. So I want to kind of pick back up on the conversation a little bit and talk about leaving a financial legacy, uh, whether it's important or not important, whatever the case is, there's just some things you want to make sure you're checking off to make life easier, not only for yourself, but your loved ones when you pass on. So with that in mind, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing well, feeling healthy, feeling strong. I can't complain. There you go. You know, anytime somebody says feeling strong, I immediately hear that Rocky theme song. I, I hear that <laughs> feeling strong now, right? <laughs> so I You're braver than me even doing a little bit of the lyrics. Uh, well, you know, that's the that's the benefits and the downside of being a musician, I guess. But yeah, it's just some, certain things always pop in your head when you hear them, right? So you hear certain things and they just, uh, that's the, I guess that's the beauty of not only advertising, but just uh, whatever the medium is, right? Whether it's music or song or whatever. Uh, we get these earworms and they just kind of stay in there. So good stuff. All right, well, let's jump in. Let's talk about it. Some misconceptions, shed some light, all those things we do here on the podcast, Jude. Let's start with failing to plan for expenses that can be foreseen, not the things that can't be, uh, but the things that we should be really, let's be honest, they're coming, right? You may not feel like you're going to get hit with it, but don't do that whole, it's not going to happen to me bit because healthcare is the big one for this animal. Absolutely. Healthcare is growing at twice the rate of inflation. And so a, a lot of times we meet potential clients who have saved significant assets, and, but yet they don't feel comfortable with retiring because they know if they retire before getting to Medicare, that healthcare cost is going gonna, is gonna to be significant. So clients know that healthcare is going to be significant, but they don't necessarily have a plan to address it, particularly either prior to or after retirement. Um, and, and when we look at a, a client, especially uh, looking at their estate plan, mm -hmm. um, we're we're doing uh, what we've talked about before, our bucket plan. And part of our buckets, each bucket has a purpose and a specific time frame associated with it. And one of our buckets is the, the now bucket to cover those predictable things that will happen. We just don't know when, uh, like buying a new car or, you know, some particular healthcare cost that, that, that happened. So it's got to be a part of the overall plan is the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you're certainly addressing it by talking about it so that you don't drain it and drain your life savings, I should say. And really also from that standpoint of thinking about, hey, if it happens to me, what's it going to do to my spouse if it does drain it? Right. Kind of thing. So you certainly want to walk down that avenue. Number two is a pretty simple fix. And you guys talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago, but what's, it's worth bringing back up. Just failing to update those BDs, those beneficiary designations, uh, some key points here. Yeah, this is this is one that's really easy but gets missed all the time. So, transferring assets can happen by either having an estate planning document like a will or a trust, but they can also happen by designation, which basically means when you open your account, you have a beneficiary on them. And so, 
a common mistake that we see often when we go through our process with a, a, a new client on board is we do a beneficiary audit and we look at all the accounts, look at all the accounts that can have a beneficiary on them and just check in because let's face it, a lot of us, uh, this might be our second marriage. We might have been divorced and 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 things changed in life, but we never went back and changed the accounts to make sure they're in line with where we are currently. So this one is a really simple fix, but one that people forget all of the time. And thankfully, with our beneficiary audit, we're able to, to help clients through that. Yeah. And don't forget all the other little things, too. We sometimes tend to think of listing our uh, beneficiaries on something like an insurance policy. But don't forget, there's your 401k, your IRA, lots of other little things as well. So keep that on the list and make those changes. Uh, Number three, failing to take steps to avoid conflict amongst the family members. Clearly, this is something that we want to have happen. But many couples wind up going, well, my kids won't do that. You know, it's funny. I I I woke up the other day and my wife was watching some TV. I had taken a nap. And it was some TV show on. And when I came to, they literally were, it was a situation where the ex-wife was talking to the new wife about not being in control of the money being left to her kids, the ex-wife's kids. There's like, oh, don't worry. I, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a fair person. I'm going to do things, you know, the right way. And I think we all have that mindset, that heart to say, well, we're going to do the right things, but money makes people funny, right? So whether it's your kids or whatever the case is, just get the conflicts out of the way, Jude, versus allowing them to brew someplace. Because if there's a chance, they possibly will. Look, I'm going to use that from now on. Money makes people funny. Yeah, man. Um, So a quick story. This is my favorite story that I tell clients uh, about this particular situation. We do some intensive continuing education classes keep up with what's going on in the industry and financial planning. Right. And in one of my continuing education courses I was taking, the instructor talked about a New York City worker who had worked for the state of New York, uh, or the city of New York, I'm sorry, for over 30, 40 years. He had gotten married, was married for about 20 years, got divorced. It was an amicable divorce. He and the new wife became friends with the ex-wife uh, they raised their kids together. The ex-wife never got remarried. They went on vacations together for the next 10, 15 years, really had a life that was kind of joint. I think we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. I may have mentioned it before. The The husband passed away and the biggest asset that he had besides his house was his pension fund. In the will, left the pension fund to his existing wife. But he never changed the paperwork with the city of New York to name the new wife uh, the beneficiary. So when he passed away, because the beneficiary trumps the will, the new the ex-wife received the pension fund. And you see where I'm going. <laughs> she did not give a dime to the new wife, even though they had been friends for decades. Yeah. So I, I say all that to say communication is key, understanding what you want to happen, because a properly drawn estate plan is really controlled from the grave. And understanding how you want to leave your assets and who you want to leave it to is the is the is the foundation. Yeah, because again, money makes people funny, right? So it didn't matter that they were friends for thirty years, right? Or whatever the case is. And, and often again, we think, okay, you know, my kids won't fight about our whatever we leave them behind. But if you don't spell it out, you're just even if you're right, right? Why take the chance? Just spell it out, get it done, get it put and set. Communication is the key, and just 
have that peace of mind knowing that your kids can't fight, right? Yeah, and there could be little things outside of money, like, you know, mom's wedding ring. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a big account. It could be little things that you want spelled out so nobody's fighting. Exactly. Okay. Number four, transferring real estate while still living. Dude, this is usually, I can't think of a scenario, maybe you can, but I can't think of a scenario where this is a good idea, where you're transferring real estate (laughs) while you're still alive versus at death because you're really taking a few things away from your heirs. And oftentimes people think they're being clever doing this, and it's not usually not a good idea. Yeah, I, I tell you two big mistakes that are associated with this. One, a lot of times people do this so that if they need to qualify for Medicaid, they're showing less assets and could possibly qualify. Well, people sometimes don't realize or don't know uh, Medicare is pretty smart. Or Medicaid is pretty smart. They have a five-year look back. So they'll pull those assets back into the calculation. So that's one big mistake. The second big mistake is really having control over that asset and potential liability situations. Because if if you no longer own that asset and you name your, your adult child as the owner, if he or she gets into a car accident and gets sued... That asset could possibly be bought into into the into the into the lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. So so there's a bunch of reasons why this probably doesn't make sense for a majority of people. Uh, people, I can only think. Uh, I, I actually I can't even think of one. Maybe one instance uh, where it might make sense to transfer the asset, but majority of people it, it doesn't make sense. To yeah, do that. to your point, right? I mean, so nursing homes look at this information. Uh, they have that look back period. It becomes an asset to whoever you sign it over, whether it's through an accident, through a divorce, right? The next spouse could go after it. There's just a ton of little things to highlight where it's just, and, and you're you're robbing them of the step up in basis cost. If you buy an asset for a dollar and now that asset is worth five dollars into the future, uh, if you sell it, you have to pay capital gains on the growth between that one dollar and five dollar. But if you give that asset uh, to your beneficiaries when you pass away, they get what's called a step up in basis, meaning now they own the asset at the current value at the date of your death. So the $5 is now their basis. So if they go turn around and sell it right after you pass away, they're avoiding capital gains tax um, because now they have that new cost basis. So yep. maybe a little complicated, but basically you're, you may be get, giving away a very valuable tax deduction yeah. to your heirs. I mean, think about Florida, right? Let's say you bought a beach house or some sort of uh, vacation thing for a hundred grand back in the eighties. And now it's worth a half a million dollars, right? Or uh, let's just go easy money or easy numbers. It went from a hundred grand to a million dollars, let's say. Well, you know, if you leave that to your heirs upon your death, and they sell it for a million and one buck, they're only paying taxes on the one buck, right? <laughs> exactly. So why, you know, don't, otherwise they're paying taxes on the 900 grand, which they're not going to be happy with you about. So, uh, and you don't want to do that either, right? So efficiency and that, honestly, that's another piece that kind of goes right into my last one. Uh, that's a kind of a, kind of tax, you know, it's obviously a tax conversation there. So just not understanding the tax implications of your estate. Um, you want to make sure that you're checking these boxes as well for like one of those reasons we just listed. Absolutely. You know, when you when you're talking about tax implications, one that we look at all the time is leaving an IRA. And there's a couple of different ways to look at it. While you're living, 
do you do Roth conversions of your IRA so that when you leave that IRA to to your beneficiaries, they have two advantages. The number one advantage is that that asset can grow tax-free for the rest of their life. But also the other uh, thing to look at is when a non-spouse is inheriting that IRA, those dollars are are mandated to be forced out of that IRA over a 10-year period of time. And so making sure that your beneficiary has that flexibility of how much to take and when over that 10-year period of time, that's important because they may have a big earning year. And if they have to, to, to lump all of the income from the IRA on top of their big earning year, it might kick them into a, uh, the next higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of planning that goes along with what to do with your IRA. And that needs to be proactive. That's the word that I use all the time. Is yeah. We need to be thinking about these things well before they happen. Yeah. Tax efficiency can be a huge deal for not only yourself while you're still around in, in your own retirement, but also how you leave things to your heirs. And nobody wants to, you know, give the, you know, the government more money than we have to give them because it's not like it's not like they have a real good track record of spending it efficiently, <laughs> right? Uh, so you want to make sure that you're, you know, again taking that into account with your estate planning conversation. So if you want to have an estate plan rolling with no regrets, then see there's some of the items you want to certainly check off and go through. And if you need help with that, well, Jude and his team is here to help do so. And of course, he's also got great connections with others. You could check out some past episodes where we had some folks on talking about some more conversation pieces around estate planning. Uh, and that's a very important piece of it. So check those out if you'd like. You can find those simply by subscribing to the podcast and uh, you know, going back a couple episodes, checking out those in the description box there. You can also subscribe to this podcast simply by going to Jude's website. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources at centrustfs.com. That's centrustfs.com. Uh, again, you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can probably well, you can probably sign up for what your newsletter. Uh, reach yeah, out to you guys. Just tons of stuff you can do there if you need some more information or. Just get on their calendar and come in and talk about the things that you need to talk about for your retirement journey. Jude, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Hey, it's always a pleasure. I hope people got really value out of today. Yeah, man. And we are into September with this episode. So it, you know what it means. Football time. So, yeah, yeah, go Knowles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, have yourself a good one. Uh, as the weather's starting to cool a little bit, it'll be a little bit more comfortable out there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Stay safe. Insane, and we'll see you later here on Plan Wise Retire Free with Jules. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Ohio. Centrist Financial Strategies and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice. Insurance and tax services offered through Centrist Financial Strategies are not affiliated with PCA. Information received from this podcast should not be viewed as individual investment advice. Product discussions and illustrations are hypothetical in nature and will vary based on many factors, including but not limited to age, health, product, insurance carrier, and product design. You should consult the insurance carrier website and policy for detailed information. For information pertaining to the registration status of PCA, please contact the firm or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website, www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. 
For additional information about PCA, including fees and services, send for our disclosure statement as set forth on Form ADV from PCA using the contact information herein. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money.